1: We could all probably stand to be a bit more grateful in our lives, couldn't we? But why do we, in the English language, say things like thanks and cheers and ta? They do sound nice, I suppose. They roll off the tongue. But where did these short but ubiquitous words come from? Well, to explain the language of thanks, we join now by Knight's resident sociolinguist, Professor Julia de Bress. Uh, Julia, kia ora, welcome back, and thank you for coming on the programme.
2: My pleasure, kia ora.
1: Why do we say thanks, first of all, Julia?
2: Um, yeah, well, I think it's pretty much a universal part of what we call relational practice in linguistics, which means how we socialise with each other via language and other forms of discourse. So this is like just a way really of kind of oiling the wheels of our relationships. Um, what my daughter refers to as the social sugar that keeps our interactions rolling smoothly. Um, so it's probably a universal thing, but how we do it does vary quite a bit depending on where we're from, who we're talking to, and all of those different kind of factors and sociolinguistics that influence how we talk.
1: Right. So are we getting here sort of into the, um, the, the realms of... The formality of different languages, because some languages are inherently more and structurally sort of more formal than others, aren't they?
2: Yeah, that's right, and I mean, I guess it's more the people than the languages themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, these sort of cultural practices, some of you know, which tend more towards formality or informality, and then that gets reflected in the language. So, in Aotearoa in general, I think we would say we are we tend towards the informal, um, and in Australia as as well. Um, but in many countries, it's really quite the opposite. Um, and I spent ten years living in Europe, and I found, you know, interacting in French, um, especially yeah. as a second language speaker, could be quite challenging. Um, with all of the different kinds of what they call formule de politesse or politeness formulas. And um, that you kind of had to like weave into all of your interactions where in New Zealand we just wouldn't wouldn't go there.
1: Even even really um sort of uh, uh, oh the word eludes me but um you know no, normal sentences in french if you literally translate them into english um have a level of formality i think that that might take people even like s'il vous plait you know um if you please imagine going into a yeah. store in new zealand and saying oh yeah g'day i'll grab a, a packet of extra gum if you please you know it feels a bit <laughs> odd doesn't it that
2: would be cute. yeah yeah no i think people would probably find it charming but yeah a little bit odd yeah, yeah. but if you don't and, and i had i actually had a meeting with um, Luxembourg if, last week for a PhD defence, and I was like, "Whew!" So right back into it, you know. I'm so used to just "Hi, hello," and and the the language around how just you know wondrous it was that I was there and to have me once again among them. Blah blah blah. I was just like, "Oh, come on," you know. Can we just get to the point? But it's um, but that's just yeah. It is cultural, and for for us in terror, often being informal, being relatively direct as a way to be friendly and it's pretty you know it's pretty clear that when people are doing it in other cultures um, that that they do it differently that, that that kind of floweriness is also very much about showing respect so if you mm. don't do it you will look rude you,
1: um, yeah you talk about our, our casualness here in, in New Zealand but there are different levels of that aren't you you know I wouldn't message for example the chief executive of RNZ and and say sure at the end of my email maybe I would but I don't think that I would <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Um I, I think yeah, it does depend a lot on the on the personalities involved. And I think there is a non-hierarchical culture in New Zealand in general where sometimes that kind of thing can be perceived as being friendly, but it's a fine line to to tread, you know, you always do need to be careful. Um and so yeah, I guess it's gonna depend on the personalities of the people that you work with. But certainly for me, working in New Zealand compared to working in Europe is is yeah, overall much more chill interactionally i don't know if you saw that piece in the spin-off um a couple of weeks ago that madeline chapman did about that ranking that um ways to end emails yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but i just loved that and there was a lot in there you know around just kind of treating that balance of being friendly but not too friendly and yeah ever since i read that i've just been like paralyzed at the end of an email <laughs> not knowing how to sign off you know I, just,
1: like, I, I like
2: tried to email her last week and i was like oh my god which one to
1: do i like the um, um <laughs> I like the passive aggressive email sign offs, like um uh you know, um kind regards as opposed to regards, you know, when it's like I,
2: yeah. I, I, I really <laughs> if, 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 if your regards aren't kind,
1: I'm really, really, <laughs> really peeved at you. Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: right. Best versus best wishes. Like best is like what does that mean? Yeah, what it's, have I done it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let some um... Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry, go ahead. You were gonna you were gonna say?
2: Oh, I was just going to say, but we do have I think don't we in New Zealand some ways of saying thank you that are quite distinctive to our shores. um thank you is pretty universal across the you know the English speaking world and across the world in general now. Um, but there's some that are more specific to New Zealand that I think are quite interesting. Yeah. Um. And you already mentioned chur, sure, right? Yeah. Sure, I don't say right. it much, so I'm not sure how I if I say it right. Actually. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, like C H U R maybe. C H U R or
1: C H U R recurring, uh, depending on, on yeah, the withdrawal. Right. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. On how many hours, Yeah, it's right. And so I, I looked into this one, and I don't know if anyone else knows about this, but it seems like the origin story of chores is kind of it's kind of wild. Like, I there was someone who talked about it on RNZ last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I found reference to um, Chris Burke, the um, music historian, and he 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 says that it actually originated in a very specific context of the Showtime Spectacular tour of 1961. Um, which was a kind of t- touring, you know, national tour that was headlined by the Howard Morrison Quartet. And it was a magician and ventriloquist on the bill who was called John Zalando. Um,
1: <laughs> John Zalando.
2: John Zalando. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't alive. It just seems to, it's it's kind of surprising, isn't it? That's too perfect. Name yeah. and it's but, so, okay, maybe, maybe apparently that was his name. Um, and he made it up. So he coined it. Um, and, yeah, and it comes from, it actually has its origins in a kind of uh, a, a racist origins in the sense that um, Howard Morrison apparently was speaking to another Māori band member in Māori after the show and someone complained. They thought it was offensive that they were speaking Māori around other people who couldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they actually developed a... A secret language, um, which will probably just have been, you know, a certain number of phrases and words, not a whole language. Um, and one of the words that was from was used within that to communicate with each other was true. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of it was an act of, yeah, response to racism that has then um, evolved into being a, you know, a celebrated part of of Māori English and also New Zealand English in general. So. Um, yeah, it's it's endured, but that's, that's apparently the very specific origin of the word. So I didn't know that. I don't know if you knew
1: that. That is beautiful. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea about that. And I, I see um, yeah. it's actually, it's made its way into the Oxford English Dictionary, which, which shows, you know, it's a beautiful example of how language evolves over time.
2: Yeah, that's right, um, and so, and it's a really good example too of how when we think about New Zealand English, we know we have words from te reo Māori in New Zealand English like fano and fāde and aroha and so oh. on, that are now used by lots of people in English, um, but it's there are also words that come via what we call Māori English, mm. so English spoken by Māori, or at least English associated with Māori in New Zealand, mm. um, that also then comes into, into New Zealand English, which is part of the, the richness of our language variety here.
1: Now the um the word Julia that ignited this whole segment in the first place um is is the the humble ta. Um and you've you've done a bit of research into the, the origins of this too.
2: Yeah, I did. I had a look. And, and I yeah, this one I, I'd be interested in what the listeners think about these theories of where it originates because, like in many cases of language, we don't often really know where something came from. Um, but it has been documented, this one, in the vernacular British English since the 18th century. Um, and it's, you know, I guess it was imported to New Zealand and Australia via colonisation. So we, that's why we use it here too, it originates from Britain. Mm. Um, and there's these different theories online. The first one I saw was that it represents um, a natural infantile sound of gratitude, which um, basically I think they mean baby talk. Um, but that one really, mm. I was thinking, hmm, that's, I wasn't convinced about that because, you know, babies when they talk, they're, they're, they're imitating what they've heard, right? So they'll say like mama or dada and so on for mum and dad, but ta doesn't sound anything like thanks, you know? Like it's, it doesn't even start with the ta sound. No. So I, that's, that seems kind of, you know, I think that could be a folk theory of where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, some people think it might be originate from the Danish tuck, which is which still means thanks, um, in Danish. Um, but I don't yeah, I didn't get into that level of detail. But it, I, I wonder if we're going back to the eighteenth century, the extent to which it was used that way. That word was used that way in contact with England way earlier than that, perhaps. I don't know. Um, and a third third theory is that it comes from Gaelic and there's a word <laughs> that I won't perhaps try to pronounce it phonetically you'd say it like tapaleev or something right. we had a gaelic speaker but that that sounds to me like maybe the most convincing on the face of it is that it actually sounds like a word from a language of those lands you know yeah. so yeah, I, if i had sense. to pick between those three that's what i might think but it's apparently associated at least with baby talk as well <laughs>
1: i you love know? that I, maybe I... we yeah I love origins <laughs> disputed is just the best as well with words like this because if we don't yeah, know yeah, now, we'll probably great? never know, and it's like um it's a reminder that yeah. there is indeed magic in the world, Julia.
2: Absolutely, that's right. We can we can still hope, yeah, for beauty and magic. It's, it's a good message.
1: Now, yeah.
2: um, um, another one that I think is um as interesting is, um you know how some people use kilda or tianaque to say thank you, mm-hmm. um in English. I've started doing that recently. I've always said kilda to say hi, yeah. but I've noticed I've learnt that people also say use it to say thank you. Mm-hmm. So you can say kia ora to someone, and then say you they come to your house, and then you give them a cup of tea, and they might say kia ora. To say thank you for the yeah. cup of tea um so it's the same word but it has these two distinct meanings mm-hmm. um and same with ten which is um yeah i think is quite cool that's an instance in maori that um because there's fewer words in Mardi, but that means that often the words that there are um get used for multiple different purposes you know they do do double or triple duty to mean different things in context, which yeah. is, um I think, a really cool thing about Māori. Part of the beauty of the language is that you have to be analysing all the time what, what's the correct context. Or the, what I'm
1: hearing, exactly. Yeah, the, the context. And and the example of tīnākue that um that, that that has a what's the literal meaning of that? I remember being told this years ago. But yeah. I've
2: yeah, so it's um it, it's about acknowledging someone because Tiinakui mm. means there you are basically right um and so it's kind of like I see you you know so it, there, there's a kind of connection there to thanks in the sense of like you're acknowledging someone um, when you say Tiinakui which is different than from Kyoto, but it's still yeah used in the same way um so yeah it's a form of acknowledgement which I think is is quite cool and uniquely way of saying
1: thanks and i mean as you know we talked about how language has to evolve to to fit sort of social situations are there ways uh, emerging or, or developing in the online sphere of saying thanks that are particular to that mode of those modes of communication the digital modes of communication i suppose you'd say
2: yeah yeah Yeah, I I was thinking about this when I was having a little around this morning. I I got a text from my partner and, you know, it just came up on the screen, which had like T-Y-V-M on it, which is thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And I still have to, because I never used that growing up, I still have to take a double take sometimes when I see that and trying to, you know, pass it, work out what what it means. It looks nothing like thank you to me. Um, And something I was just thinking was how it's really interesting how a word like that, we call that a... um, it's not an, an it's an initialism. Yeah. So it's not, it's an not like an acronym. Yeah. It's yeah, it's when you you say the whole thing like it, you know, i f- I don't know. Anzac. Um, an acronym. Them, yeah. yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I love
1: one time I i did an interview with someone and I used the expression T L D R and um someone texted oh, yeah. in telling me off and saying, Stop using acronyms and I said, Well actually that's an initialism and <laughs> I felt very initialism. clever and I was yeah. very obnoxious. Oh honestly. <laughs> Pass the meal. He's sucks.
2: awesome. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it's a whole other thing, isn't it? People texting into the radio tab and they're not using language correctly. That's a topic for another day. So, but I, um, yeah, I think this one is interesting because when I get it at least, I, you know, I have to work out what it means. But in general, we're not reading those as separate words. And we wouldn't say TYVM, I don't think. We do say TLDR, but I don't hear people saying yeah. T-Y-V-M, in real life, um, you know, orally. And so I'm kind of like, well, you know, these are interesting words in the sense that, you know, do they have a sound? Do people hear a sound when they see those those letters on the page? I don't think that I do. It's more like a symbol, you know, not, not that far off from yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, a, you know, an emoji or some other kind of form of internet language. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Um, there are yeah. a bunch of words. Yeah, I guess um, it's like saying lol or lameo or, or something along those lines. Yeah. There, sort of initialisms that are designed to actually sort of um, mimic an act, I suppose, but, or represent an act. Yeah. But, um,
2: and you absorb it very quickly because it's just a couple of letters. And so you probably absorb the meaning rather than hearing it, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. great stuff. Julia De has been great fun chatting to you this evening. Uh, kind regards. Lovely and, uh, to talk
2: to you. Um kia ora.
1: All the best. Catch you later. That is Julia De Vries, who is
0: Knight's uh, resident sociolinguist. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe.